0: Now it's time for the final episode in our three-part radio drama, A Handful of Women. A Handful of Women follows the journey of great-grand Peg and her box of memories as she takes Katie, her great-granddaughter, back to her life as it was over 100 years ago. We are drawn into the world of young Peggy as she embarks on a thrilling journey of discovery through the campaign for women's suffrage in Ireland. Last on, a handful of women.
1: What's that poster pinning on the tree, mate? Votes for women. Will there be dancing, too? Tis too much dancing we do already, Peggy. Too much dancing and
2: not enough thinking. Where did you put the writing desk, Clare?
3: In beside your bed. <laughs> if your ma could only see you know.
2: And what
0: clothes will you have for cycling it all? Sure you can't go round like that on Miss Rogers' bicycle?
1: There's a lot they say we can't do, Mrs Toomey. Do you ever think of that?
0: Now it's time for the final episode in our three-part radio drama, A Handful of Women. Women's suffrage will,
3: I believe, be the ruin of our Western civilization. It will destroy the home. Challenging the headship of man, laid down by God. It may come in your time, but I hope not in mine.
4: John Dillon, MP for the Irish
3: Parliamentary Party.
1: Hi, Da. You're a bit later tonight. Have your dinner. It's still warm enough.
3: Yeah, that's my girl, Peggy. Where would I be without you?
1: Guess what, Da? Mr John, came. With not one, but two letters this morning. One is for you, from America, must be your friend Dennis. And the other one is from me, from Miss Rogers, all the way from London.
3: Well, that would be coming up in the world, Peggy. Two letters in the one day from cities far apart. Did you open yours?
1: I did, uh, I couldn't wait.
3: What did she say? I bet you wanted to know... If old Mick had delivered what she asked him to.
1: She did, da. She you want to open yours? See if it's from Dennis.
3: No doubt it is. <laughs> where do we see now? He had pneumonia in April, he says. But he's recovered now. Will that be? What is it, da? He says there was an execution in the prison where he works in Carson City.
1: Does that mean they shot someone? Da, one of the prisoners!
3: I'm not sure how and I'm not sure why, but I do know that it means they killed the fella dead. no wonder Dennis is hoping, I'll see the old land ere I die. That's what he says, Peggy. That's this he says now. There's been lots of excitement over Ulster and home rule here in America. But more over the suffragettes. Your suffragettes in Ireland are more warlike than their sisters here in America. The peculiar notion these women have got. <laughs> peculiar is right. He must be getting that women's newspaper sent over to him. What's it called? The, the Irish Citizen.
1: I don't know, da, but I've been hearing about some of those women. Frankie says they threw a hatchet and fell out in Dublin.
3: Sure didn't those women come over from England just to cause trouble. Still, (laughs) i better watch Mrs. Toomey next time she starts chopping her wood. (laughs) You never know when a woman around here might get a peculiar notion. Isn't that right, Peggy?
1: Mrs. Toomey thinks you're all right, Dad. Tis the rest of the men she might like to throw a few potatoes at, but not her hatchet.
3: (laughs) You look tired now, Peggy. Off to bed with you. And i lock up. And no spending hours writing on that desk of yours.
1: Dear Diary, I wish I could write like Miss Rogers. She knows just how to say things, in her proper way, and make it all sound so interesting that I just wish my feet could reach the pedals so I could bicycle all the way to London. Dear Peggy, I've joined the fight for women's rights here in London. There was a big Women's Sunday held in Hyde Park
4: and I organised a group of Irish women, suffragists, to gather there. It was an incredible sight, nigh on half a million women in the park, all wearing white, green and purple, the colours of the WSPU, the Women's Social Political Union. So many banners and ours was an Irish on one side and English on the other. We turned the Irish site out so everyone could see where we were from. Always, the talk turns back to Ireland here. And it seems to me that in this London suburb, I see Ireland truly for the first time. As one cannot see oneself in a mirror by pressing one's nose against the glass, I had to leave my country to find her. I want to make some changes for the women in Ireland, for women everywhere, Peggy. I am writing for the Suffragette newspaper this last while. We have to be on our guard all the time But nothing is achieved by sitting back and just waiting. I I hope hope you're you're making making use use of of my writing writing desk.
1: desk. I think you could be a fine writer one day, Peggy. Your dear friend, Miss Rogers. Dear Derry, I'm not sure I would have the courage to do what Miss Rogers is doing. Frankie says that so many women have been arrested in Dublin for breaking windows in the GPO and Dublin Castle. And I'm just flung it to prison. I couldn't bear to be in prison, Diary. Without my own bed, my writing desk, and me da. But what can I do? Look out for Mrs Toomey? But she's well able to do that herself. And my daughter doesn't need the likes of me. I know she's not scared of anything, even Father Grady. You've just got to look out for yourself, Peggy Doherty. That's what you have to do. Make a good job of that. And the rest will look after itself. Good night, Ma. Good night, Diary. Peggy, Peggy, who's there? Tis me,
2: May Dorney, What are you doing hiding in the bushes? I was waiting until your dad was gone. Listen, there's something going on in Dublin, but no one can tell me anything around here. I need to get to the town. Someone will know more there. What can I do, May? We've no horse and trap. Not even a donkey. Your bicycle, Peggy. The one Miss Rogers gave you. your legs can't reach the pedals yet, and I'll have it back before your dad gets home. Besides, if you don't lend it to me, I'll have to rob it. You wouldn't do that. Me, Dorney. You're right, Peggy. I wouldn't rob yours. I just have to go and rob someone else's. You can't do that. They'd throw you in prison if you got caught. If that's what it takes, I'm willing to do it. I can't do all that walking, Peggy. My feet would drop off. Are you going to lend it to me or
1: not? Go on. Take it easy with this, and don't let Mrs Toomey see you. If me da find out, he'll kill me. If anything happens, Peggy, just tell them I robbed it. Me! Me! Are you not scared of anything?
4: The Irish Republic is entitled to, and hereby claims, the allegiance of every Irish man and, and Irish woman. The Republic
5: guarantees religious and civil liberty, equal, equal rights,
4: and equal
0: opportunity to all its citizens, and, and declares, declares its resolve, resolve to pursue the
5: happiness and prosperity of the whole nation and, and of, of all, all, its, all its, parts. its parts. Hello, Mrs. Sumi. It's a grand day
1: for the washing. Why are you running? I was just down the village
0: selling me eggs, and I was talking to Kitty Maloney. She was in the shop and she turns to me and says, Did you hear about Miss Rogers? I did, says I. Isn't she long gone to London? Don't we all know that, she barks back at me. Well, what is it then, says I? I don't know, says she. All I know is that she got herself into some kind of trouble. Some big trouble, she says. Trouble? What does she mean? As your kitty malone he always has some half-baked news. She was able to tell me nothing more than that. Frankie. Frankie will know. What about your washing, Peggy? That can wait, Mrs. Simi.
2: Household tapestries and draperies, in fact, everything that goes to beautify the home, are treated by the most up-to-date methods and cleaned and restored to you as fresh and sweet as a summer rose. Drop us a line and our van will call for your order, whether large or small. All you have to do is send it along to Eustace Brothers and have it
1: dry-cleaned. You were running like the devil again, Peggy. And what were you doing yourself, Frankie Donovan? Only running like the devil too. Anyways, I was looking for you. And I was looking for you. This is about Miss Rogers. Do you know already, Peggy? Who told you? I know nothing. Only that Miss Rogers is in some trouble. Mrs Toomey heard it from Kissy Maloney. You know nothing if you heard it from Kissy Maloney. Isn't that what I just said? Oh, Frankie, I came running to find you. In case you heard anything, what trouble could it be? I was just coming to tell you what I know. Me ma bumped into old Mick. He had just come from the Rogers house. It was doing a bit of handiwork for him. It seems they got a letter just this morning. Old Mrs Rogers was in a bad way after reading it. Took to her bed, old Mick told me ma. But, did he know what was in the letter? Was it about Miss Rogers? Old Mick says she's in Holloway Prison, Peggy. In London. In prison? Oh, what did she do, Frankie? Did she break windows like them women in Dublin? Much more than that if we were able to believe Old Mick. Said she was writing for some suffragette paper and their office got raided. Found all sorts of things they did. Pamphlets telling women to get up and fight. Hammers they found and everything. It must be true. She wrote me in her letter that she was writing for a paper. A women's one. You never told me that, Peggy. And I tell you all the news I hear. I wasn't sure if it was meant to be a secret. So I told no one. Not even you, Frankie. I'm sorry. But now, everyone will know. Miss Roger is in prison. Old Mick says there's More? More? Surely there's no worse than that. He says she's gone on a hunger strike, just like some of those women in Kilmainham jail in Dublin. Peggy, Peggy, you're gone all pale. Get a splash of water on your face from the stream. Come on, and I'll walk you back to Mrs Toomey. When your
2: head is dull and heavy, your tongue furred, and you awake in the morning worn out, With no relish for breakfast, Mother seagull Syrup will help you. This splendid herbal remedy tones up and strengthens the digestive organs, sharpens the appetite and regulates the whole system. Then the food you eat enriches your blood, nourishes your body, increases your strength and vitality and makes
5: you look well, feel well and keep well. I'll never forget hearing that news. Twas some shock. Were you okay,
6: great Gran? And whatever happened to Miss Rogers? Did she die in prison? No,
5: Katie. They let her out after 25 days of hunger strike. Then, when she was recovered, they arrested her again. She went on hunger strike again, and after four days, they let her out. Although her health was never the same after that. What's that brooch in your box, Grey Gran? That was my final gift from Miss Rogers. She left it some years later for me, in a parcel when she came home for her mother's funeral. She left it with this note. Uh, Will you read that for me, Katie? My eyes aren't what they were.
6: This is my prize, and I give it to you. This fight is for me, for you, Peggy, for the memory of your late mother, and for all women.
5: It looks like a special brooch, great-grand. It was known as the Holloway brooch, given by the WSPU to any of the suffragettes who had gone on hunger strike. It was designed by Sylvia Pankhurst herself, one of the most famous of the British suffragists. We learned of
6: her in school too, great-grand. But it's nice here about some of the ordinary women from you, the ones who you don't really read much about in books.
5: Ah, the invisible women, Katie. Women are too often invisible in the history books. Sure, they tell us about the famous Countess Markovitch, the likes of Hannah Sheehy-Skeffington and even Anna Haslam. All brave women. But this is why I've got my memory box right here. To tell you what I know about the invisible women.
6: Was that why you became a journalist, a writer, that gifted the writing desk?
5: Ah, sure. What girl back then would have been given a writing desk and not done anything with it, Katie? I was moved to action. But not just by that one thing. By all the other women, too. I saw that writing was as good a tool for change as any, Katie. Besides... I never really got the hang of that bicycle. Did May get it back that day, before your father came home? She did. By the skin of her teeth, though. Soon after that, she left for Dublin and joined the Irish Women Workers' Union and fought for better wages for women. She never came back much.
6: And Mrs Toomey, what became of her? Did she ever get married again? No man
5: ever got another ring on her finger. And the only time I saw her done up was when the vote was finally granted for women. Not in 1918 when the likes of Mrs Toomey weren't yet given that freedom. Yes, she was over 30 and a woman of property. But not the type of property the powers that be had in mind. But in 1922, when Ireland finally gave the vote to all women. Oh, Katie, that was some day.
1: Mrs Toomey, are you home? Dad says he's going to vote. I'm going to go into the village with him, just to see all the women out to vote for the first time. I'll be out here in a minute,
0: Peggy. Will you drive those chickens in behind the fence for me? I don't want them messing up me good clothes. Go on. In
1: you go. What clothes are them? Where'd you get that hat, Mrs. Toomey? I've never seen you in a hat like that before. Only your brown hat that you wear on Sundays. But this one, I've never seen a hat so pretty.
0: It's the one I had for me wedding day, Peggy. I had it wrapped away in a box. Always said I'd bring it out for a special occasion. But one day just ran into the next. And who would I have been dressing up for? Only a load of gormless chickens. But Peggy, I decided this day is special. This day I will wear me best hat.
1: Oh, you look quite the lady, Mrs Toomey. I'll be happy to walk alongside of you.
0: Do you know what? For years they called me the old widow with the chickens, Peggy. But today they can call me the old widow with the chickens and the vote. Rise from your
6: knees, oh daughters,
4: rise. A oh mother still is young and fair Let the world, world look
6: into your eyes And see her beauty
4: shining there Grant of thy beauty but one Shall leap from every, every hill. hill today shall
6: be
0: as yesterday. A Handful of Women was written and produced by Anne Dalton, directed by Judy Chalmers, edited by Rupert McCarthy Murrow, with John Lynch on Sound for RTE Junior. The actors were Sharla Aslam as Katie, Alex Conroy as Frankie, Mia Jones as Peggy, Antoinette Hilliard as great-grand Peg, Irene Kelleher as May Dorney, Fenula Linehan as Mrs. Toomey, Dominic Moore as Father O'Grady, Marie O'Donovan as Miss Rogers, and Pascal Scott as the Dad. Song arrangement and musical composition by Marie O'Donovan.